From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Good morning. Welcome to Friday, y'all. TGIF to you and yours from we and ours, and we are glad you're with us. You know what today is? Game day. Game day, day it is. Absolutely, indeed it is. It's game day. Game day number two of our five days worth of game day. Because Monday's game day for the Cowboys. So, anyway, uh, we welcome you into the program. we got a lot to get done. It's going to be fast. It is going to be furious. We've got Ray Biles on the program, Ricky Thompson on the program, Greg Tepper's on the program, Kyle Yeoman's on the program. We've got it going on today. Uh, we'll talk some high school football. We'll talk some Baylor and Big 12 football. Uh, we, uh, we'll talk some NFL football. So, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll dive into all of that for you today. How about the Mountaineers of West Virginia? Uh, did you get to see much of the game at all last night? Yeah, I watched it through the middle of the fourth quarter. I, I thought they were really starting to grab the concepts of Graham Harold's offense. I mean, last night they look they looked in rhythm, they looked in sync. Uh you know, last week was hard to tell. They were playing Townsend, and it was kind of hard to tell, but. You know, last night, I mean, particularly in the second half, early second half, I thought or they got they got in a rhythm and and got to playing pretty well. Yeah, I thought the offense looked good, and I and kind of expect that from Graham Harrell's offense that they would figure that out. And um, but I thought the defense really played well last they did. night. They did. Put them in. They put the offense in some good situations. They, they did. They did. So that was a pretty good win uh, on the road, non-conference, big rivalry. Yeah. So they, uh, boy, and I'm telling you, man. Now the the two rivalry games, the backyard brawl and in that game with Virginia Tech, both on the road. Somebody better figure out how to schedule at least one of them two at home. But uh, anyway, they are they're they're two and two right now, and they're they're uh, maybe that will uh, settle down. The locals <laughs> a little bit because it was getting a little bumpy and a little choppy over there, to say the least. Well, when you oh and two, yeah, yeah, you start out and you, one of your losses is to Kansas. Even though Kansas is three and zero now and they're better than we thought at the time, you look at that and go, "What?" Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And from Kansas's point of view, they're like, "Hey, we went on the road and beat West Virginia. We went on the road and beat Houston." Look at us. So, yeah. did you get to watch any of the NFL game? I did. Now, you have cable. I do not. Mm-hmm. I would tell you this. Watching the NFL game and then going and trying to flip back and forth is a nightmare. Well, it's still a nightmare for, for me, That's too. right, because you got to go to the stream. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, there's no flipping. So you you got to seek out the NFL game and basically leave it, mm-hmm. or you're going to go through about 17 steps to get back over to the college game. Yeah, you just have to completely exit out and then yeah. go to your normal wherever you get the uh, 
television at. Yeah. And so it's yeah, it's a it's a pain. I, you know, Al Michaels sounds right at home. Mm-hmm. Kirk Herbstreet sounds like he's filling in for somebody because he's a college football guy. He, his analysis is fine. Yeah, but is. you're so accustomed to him being on Saturday mm-hmm. in a in a college booth. Yeah, that's just it's a, just a weird sound. It's just a mental deal. For it us. is. It is. But he's very good. It, it's it's like anytime you watched Don Knotts on anything other than the Andy Griffith show, it was just <laughs> a weird feel. I mean, you know that that dude belongs on. He's he's in. He should be in Mayberry right now. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of what I got. I mean, why is he? Why is he doing Cleveland Pittsburgh? He should be getting ready for Oklahoma and whoever or what you know, whatever Alabama and Arkansas or I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just I don't know that I'll ever get used to that. It just doesn't feel right to it you. It doesn't. It's just it just it's different. No, it is. It's very different. But he's he's really good. He is, and you can tell he's one of those dudes that does plenty of homework mm-hmm. on both teams. Yeah, I mean. It's not like, hey, he's got to get up to speed in the NFL because he's done 20 years of college football. No, he was up to speed. Well, one thing that helped him be up to speed, he saw these guys go through college. A too. lot of them, yeah. Absolutely, you're right. Uh, a lot of those dudes, especially with some of these teams that have a lot of rookies, he saw them last year. But it's just a different sound and a different feel. With And, and I'm used to Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. You want to get right down to it. It was it's it's just different. At least when Troy and Buck made the move from Fox to ESPN, it was Troy and and, and yeah, but it wasn't at first. No, it wasn't going to be. No, no, it was Troy by himself. Absolutely, they were going to have to find a guy. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be your guy when you like so much. Ugh. <laughs> who who is that? Because he did the game the other night when they had the doubleheader. Uh, Steve Levy. Steve Levy. Ward is a huge fan of <laughs> Steve Levy. In fact, he sent nope. off for his for you know he sent off and said, "Hey, I'm a big fan. Can you sign this and send it back?" <laughs> he, he wants that eight by ten glossy to hang, no. to hang in the living room. He's such Not a, a Levy guy. Oh, anyway, all right. So that's kind of Monday Night Football finally got it right. Well, they do. What they need to do is leave it on ABC. I, I agree the first, with that. The first five are on ABC and ESPN, but after that, it's ESPN only. No, Monday Night Football started on ABC. Leave it on ABC. I mean, if you got so much quality programming on Monday night, it will help your other four nights. Move it around. But leave Monday Night Football on ABC. I'd like to see that. I just It just fits. I mean, you know, we were talking about – Herb Street a minute ago, and it was a strange Monday Night Football on ABC. Just fits. It's where it belongs. Yeah, I'm not completely sold on the prime Thursday night presentation either. What did you What did you think was wrong? I, I mean, just, what did I, it not feel? It just doesn't doesn't look right. Doesn't feel right for some reason. It's weird. Yeah, but I I thought the once I got there, the audio's not great. See, mine was. I mean, I, if I didn't know better, I thought I'd have been watching an over-the-air channel. I mean, mine was flawless. The, the, the graphics were great. The, the replays were great. The, the audio matched. It was clean. It was crisp. Mine was really, really good. Mine wasn't. And, and once I got rolling, I'm like, okay. But it's just, you know, you're just so used to having the channel changer in your hand and being able to, 
go to the other games. And I just, that's what drove me nuts. And I'll be honest, uh, after a while, I went over to the college football game, Virginia Tech and West Virginia, and left it. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm tired of doing this. This is too much effort. I'm laying here on the couch <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm not going through all that. I just, I literally set the the channel changer down, which look, man, when I watch TV, I never put the channel changer down. It's always in my hand, but I, I just set it down and watch the game, which was weird. <laughs> so last night was just disjointed. <laughs> it just, it was. Did so, your, did your audio get delayed again, Ward? It didn't really get delayed. It just wasn't real crisp. Mm-hmm. So. You know that, yeah, that was awful last week when it got delayed. No, by la- last week was terrible. Oh. I, you I know, had I had to leave last week. I I just stopped watching. It was so bad. Isn't it ironic that uh, they promised Prime promised twelve and a half viewer twelve and a half million viewers, and when the ratings finally came out a week later, they had thirteen million viewers. Oh look, we we made it. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I don't. Come on, man, <laughs> are you kidding me? I wonder what they'll what the numbers will yeah, because I think a lot of people probably watch just to see what this is going to be about. Well, that and it's NFL. Yeah. So now and I'll, it's the only game on. So I want to see what it looks like going for. And you're and you're right. There are a lot of people who are just college football fans, and that's all they want to watch. There are a lot of people that are just NFL fans, and that's all they want to watch. Mm-hmm. So. I want to see once they kind of get rolling three, four, five weeks into this thing, what what the ratings look like from Prime. Oh, they'll be good. Do you think? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, are there some people who a little tight and don't want to spend the money? Uh, probably so. I mean, there there's going to be that, but there's so many people that have Prime anyway. I mean, there just are. It's just one of those deals that Prime ought to be writing me a check, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> oh, look. There's the there, truck. He knows his way to my house. Yeah. There, there's a lot of people that have Prime <laughs> that didn't get Prime for the television part of it. They got it for the shipping part of it and the convenience yep. part of it. And yeah. That just comes with it. And so, oh, yep. look, look what I got. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, there you go. So that's what we got for you. It's a 7-10, 10 minutes after 7. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. 
Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Techstar Equipment Sales is one of the only dealerships that is still family owned and operated by a local Texan. With great customer service and a top-notch service department, they can meet all your lawn and garden needs. Need service? They can pick up and deliver and are not limited to working on just brands they carry. Techstar carries Hustler, Bad Boy, Altos, and Grasshopper Mowers, plus Echo Weed Eaters, Blowers, and Chainsaws. Techstar Equipment Sales has two locations, Waco and Marlin off Highway 6. Techstar Equipment Sales, you're not just a number, you're family. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 714, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Coming up tomorrow, the Bears are on the road. They've got an 11 o'clock kick against the uh, Cyclones of Iowa State as the uh, Bears look to uh, get rolling on the in Big 12 conference play. And this is, um, you know, everybody you talk to says, hey, I think this may be a toss-up. Hey, I think this is going to be one of those close down-to-the-wire type games. Is that how you see Baylor and Iowa State? I mean, they, they look very similar to me right now, at least on paper. Did yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be a backyard brawl. It's this is going to be a tough game for both teams. 
Um, you know, one of the factors for Iowa State is they're they're playing very good right now, and also Ames is a tough place to play. Now it's easier at eleven a.m. than it is at night. There's no doubt, but it's still a tough place to play. And they'll uh, they'll get rolling as we said with the uh, the pregame show at nine o'clock on Saturday morning with the eleven o'clock kick between the Bears at two and one and Iowa State at three and zero. Oh. So we'll see um, we'll see how it goes and and how this team has grown coming off that uh, loss to be that double overtime loss to BYU and one of the things that Dave Aranda told us is just relax and play. You know. Two of the things from that particular thing or particular year um, or season was, uh, you know, we'd be in tough situations, tough environments, and stuff could be up or down, and we would just kind of be just straight across, not really, you know, getting too high, getting too low, you know, nothing happened on sidelines, just kind of, um, you know, just um, being non-reactionary. And then I think the other thing would be that we – played green or we played fast in those environments which a lot of times pressure builds up and it gets to where you don't play green and you kind of play yellow and everything else and I think those two things I think were way noticeable last year and and probably contributed to whatever preseason ranking and everything we had this year is that I think when you see that from the outside you notice it that here's a team that doesn't seem wayward here's a team that kind of you know can consistently go out and play fast and everything and I just think, you know, we've struggled with those two things this year. How do they fix that? You just dig down and fix it. I mean, there's, you know, there's no special potion that can get that done. You just, you know, have to be conscious of it and and be able to work your way through it and, and, and not put yourself in those situations. Yeah, and part of the deal that he talked about as well is – Hey, look, there's expectations. You know, you had a great year last year. This team was, you know, had 12 wins last year. So there's expectations on you this year. And and he felt like maybe that was causing a little tension. You know, hey, we got to live up to these. And I think from from his position, it's just go. Heck, yeah, we're we're an elite team in the country. Heck, yeah, we're we're one of those teams that everybody doesn't want to play right now. Embrace that and, and and just go play the football game. You know, I think it's just part of it, and you have to embrace it, really. And I think for some folks, you know, the embrace, if you say that to them, that means for them it means you have to beat it, which that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is you have to and just embrace it, man. And what, what buttons does that push on you, right? Let's be honest about that. Right, and let's work that out because if that ain't worked out, you're just going to drip, drip, drip and leak on whoever, you know, whoever you're coaching or whoever you're working with or whatever. And so um, I look at it like that, you know, and so it's it's a different, you know, year, different journey. But I think you always have to go down before you go up and you always got to go inside um, first. You buying that? I mean, and again, it's like you said a minute ago. That's a deal where you you can't coach that, teach that. I don't think. I mean, that's no. just you, you just you just gotta just just do it. And and at some point, and I th- I think a little bit in that second half against Texas State, they did that. I mean, in, against Texas State in the second half was a totally different look 
in my opinion, than the first half. Second half, they just went out and played and, and just got it done. Well, and part of that is, you know, Texas State has some good players, mm-hmm. and they were able to stay up with them for a while. And then you saw the attrition get to them and, you know, Baylor able to show that gap that there truly is. And that's, you know, when you play a, a pretty decent team that has some good athletes, they're going to be able to do that for a little while, but they're then they're going to separate. Uh, and that's that was part of it. I don't think it was just so much that Baylor was not playing that well in the first half. I think it was more of Southwest Texas State playing pretty good and playing up to their capability and then – the, the separation showed itself in the second half. That's, that's, a, that's a good point. I mean, look, Texas State, again, in the second quarter, I think they won the line of scrimmage on both sides of the mm-hmm. ball, offense and defense. Yeah. And then in the third quarter, I think Baylor made a, a you know, we're not going to do this. And, and they came out in the third quarter, and their offensive line started pushing people around and, and doing what we thought they would do all along. Well, and, and, again, there goes the, the difference in capability and athletic ability that you see. and. You see the difference, and you know you start winning the line of scrimmage, and yeah. you start wearing them down. You lay on them long enough that that's what happens, it, it, and you see it on every level. Don't I mean you yeah. know when you see other teams, and even in the high school ranks, we talk about it all the time. Well, they're playing up a level, they're playing down a level, and you it, it still it doesn't matter if if you have the better athletes at some point in that game, that separation is going to show, and. and- Look, we talked all summer. Hey, the veteran group on this offense is the is the offensive line. The leaders of this offense is going to be the offensive line. They're going to have to lean on the offensive line until you know quarterback and receivers get on the same page. Running backs until they uh, um, one of them running backs emerge. It's offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. That's all we talked about. They know. <laughs> they heard it, and I think finally, maybe a little bit uh, in the second half Saturday, they just went. You know what? So what? Let's go. And and they did. Now, can they take that? And that was in the confines of, you know, McLean Stadium, their their home stadium with their home crowd. Now, can they take that on the road with 60,000 screaming at them and, and 59,000 of them not friendly? <laughs> can they uh, can they take that and, and convert that into a, a road performance? And we're going to find out. Uh, but – I think this. I think this is a low-scoring game. I think. I, I just do. I think. I think both of these teams are, are you know, play really good defense, and uh, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna find out where both of these programs are in terms of Big Twelve play, and we're gonna find out early because look for Baylor, it's Iowa State, and then it's home for Oklahoma State. I mean, it's here we go, no fair dodging. So. Uh, the, the next two ball games, you know, are, are, are really going to tell a lot about where this football team is and where it's going. So it, now on the D3 level, Mary Harden Baylor has arguably, I don't even think it's arguably, this is the biggest game of the year. Well, it's the biggest game in the nation. It's a top 10 showdown. Mm-hmm. And it's... this is going to go, th- th- will this, I mean, let's just cut to the chase. Will this decide the conference championship? Yes. There you go. So bottom line, win, win and you're in, lose and playoff whoa. implications, everything. Yeah. I mean, this is a huge, huge game. Can the loser get in? Especially if you have two losses, and I know uh, one's the Whitewater on the road. I, but if yep. Mary Harden Baylor loses, can they still get in? It, 
the only thing that may help them is they're the defending national champions, but I don't know. I mean, that's going to be up to the, the NCAA. Committee. Yeah, uh, so I I don't know. it, And it depends on what you do the rest of the way. I mean, you can't go lay an egg. I get it. Yeah. It's so, But you're going to be favored in all I, those other games. Yes, I. there's no doubt. There is absolutely no doubt you'll be favored in the rest of the games. Uh, I this this will go a long way. One, it will determine the conference champion. Two, it will go a long way of w- what you're seeding and where you're going to be in the playoffs. And look, they're not too far away. Let's be honest. Yeah. So I mean, you've you've got to go into a a very hostile environment. You've got to go. Play them at night, something that UMHB's never done. They've never played Harvin Simmons at night, anywhere, at home or on the road. Uh, so it'll be the first night game between these two teams. Uh, and, you know, you've, you've got to figure out a way to, to quiet the crowd and, and just go about your business I it's and not let the game get too big. There, that's another thing that you've got to be able to do when you step on that field. And – there's a lot of guys that return from that national championship team, but there's some there's some new faces there as well. Did you just describe the Barry Harden Baylor Harden Simmons game, or did you just describe Baylor and Iowa State? Yeah, it's very it's similar. It is. Yes. It is absolutely similar. Wow. I mean, I, I never even thought about it in those terms, but I mean, it it really is. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. now. Playoff implications for Baylor and Iowa State are not on the line, but I mean, but a big, a, a big bowl game is yes, it indeed. And, yeah, you, know, you got to win and a shot at playing at AT and T Stadium. All that's on the line. I mean, because you, yeah. you got to win. I mean, that, that's just the bottom line. You got to win. Mm-hmm. It's it's no playing well. You got to go win. No, you got to win the game. Yeah, I mean, and so, but the Harden Simmons UMHB game. I mean, I'm like, okay, the dudes that did the scheduling. Wouldn't you want this to be the last game of the year? Never is. It's always early. And you want the two elite teams, and they are. I mean, no disrespect to anybody else. No, I mean, but these are the two elite teams in this league. There, there's a distinct separation between those two and everybody else. Absolutely. Sorry, there is. Not to say those now, dudes can't play. No, but they can't. They're not at this level every week. No, they're not. They're absolutely not. And this is the game. It, I mean, it is. It's I, the game. Again, it's, it's, it is the national game of the week. If it's not, please tell me which one is because we can sit there and debate it all day long. I don't think there's a better one out there. And it's on the road. And it's on the road. And your big game against – your big non-con game against Whitewater was on the road. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's that's you know, the challenge. Remember last year, Harden Simmons came into UMHB and hit him right in the mouth and had a twenty-one nothing lead at halftime. Yeah, and it was a it was a, and the fight was on then. Yes. Yeah. Everybody was stunned at Crusader Stadium. Well, you can't dig that hole this year on the road. Oh no, sorry, no, can't do it. All right, seven twenty-six. Well, don't think Harden Simmons doesn't remember that either. Absolutely. They're, and they're laying in the weeds right now. Waiting. Mm-hmm. Come on in, boys. Seven. The water's fine. 726. It is time now for the uh, Cowboy Update. And it is brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC. Check them out at richardcar.com. 
Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. The offense is getting a key weapon back on the field and his target return is the game this coming Monday night at the Giants. Zeke tells you what the return of Michael Gallup means right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. At Cowboys practice Thursday, Dak was on the field gripping and throwing a training ball, but not a football because it's still just 10 days removed from surgery on his right thumb. His return is still a few weeks away. But the good news is wide receiver Michael Gallup, who tore a knee ligament in January, was taking some first-team reps and could make his season debut Monday night at the Giants. Zeke Elliott talks about what Gallup could mean for this Dallas offense. I mean, he's going to stretch the field. I mean, he's going to make those contested catches. Uh, it'll be good to have him back. Linebacker Micah Parsons did not practice yesterday due to a cold. His COVID test was negative, according to Jerry Jones, who also adds Parsons should hopefully be good to go against the Giants. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kyocera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Game time, weekday 7 to 9, is your first word in local sports. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. 
This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The University Trojans won their district opener last night, 49-16 over Colleen Chaparral. Tonight, Temple visits Bryan. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. And Waco High host Lake Belton. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. West Virginia picked up a much-needed non-conference win over Virginia Tech, 33-10. Tomorrow, Baylor visits Iowa State, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Corey Seager's eighth-inning two-run homer lifted the Rangers to a 5-3 win over the Angels. Cleveland comes to Arlington for the weekend, and you can hear tonight's game on Cool 101.3 FM. The Astros were denied win number 100 by the Orioles 2-0. That four-game series continues tonight in Baltimore. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 731, welcome back into the program. If you're out and about this morning, drive carefully. Be especially careful in and around our school zones. This is game time, your first word in sports. We talk high school football. We welcome in the head coach of the Lorena Leopard, Dre Biles. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Morning, Tom. Doing well, and you? Doing terrific. It is game day, and it's always fun when it's game day. Uh, you're 3-1 and one through your non-district schedule, a very difficult schedule, I might add. Did you get accomplished everything you, you set out to do in that non-conference schedule? You know, I believe we did in a lot of ways. Uh, saw some different schemes, different, uh, you know, groupings, and so to speak, some things that we said, well, we can do this pretty well, we can't do that. And so, I mean, yeah, that's that's part of what you do. But I think the great thing about it is when you play good competitions, then you really do get tested as far as what will and what won't work. So hopefully we'll eliminate some things. And, uh, you know, it's still a work in progress, and we'll, we'll continue to tweak things as we go through the season. But uh, we feel pretty comfortable about our scheme and our kids and where we're headed and what we're doing. Coach, how important is it in that non-district as you get ready for district play just to stay on the tracks more than anything else? Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, and there's a fine line of playing good competition and then just being destroyed and to the point where, you know, the confidence level's not there or anything else. So I think our kids are confident. They understand what has to happen. Uh, they understand we've got a good football team coming in here tonight and we're going to have to play well. So uh, I think that part of it is, is taking care of itself through the non-district schedule. But uh, now, you know, it's a, a whole new different thing. These are the games we call the money games because if you don't win these, you don't get to keep playing uh, at the end of the season. So our kids understand what's at stake and, and uh, hopefully we're ready to go tonight. We uh, we talk a lot of a lot about the competition level within within the district, and, and a lot of coaches will say, "Well, we we play in the toughest district in the state." But you know what? I think you guys may be able to say that, top to bottom. Just talk about the quality of play in eleven three A. Well, I mean, you know, you you got to look at the Franklin Lions. Uh, we've been playing in the last couple of years, four, I guess, in non-district. So uh, Franklin's familiar with us. We're familiar with them. Tremendous amount of respect for Coach Fannin and what he does with that program and those kids over there. They they play tremendously strong ball. The, the group that we're playing tonight, uh, 
you know, uh, Coach Rhodes won three state championships at Cameron. So, I mean, it's not like they don't know how to win or they don't know what they're doing down there. My goodness, uh, you know, they do a tremendous job with their program at Cameron, and that's why we will have our hands full tonight. Uh, Academy, again, another school picked very high uh, in, in the preseason, and, uh, you know, they've got a quarterback and an offense that's uh, very potent. Uh, Rockdale, I, I mean, you know, you can go all the way down the list, McGregor and Troy, and, I mean, they're just uh, – Everybody's ready to play, and I think it's one of those situations where your kids have to understand that every Friday night, if you're not prepared to play, you're, somebody's going to hand you you behind, and you just got to be ready to roll uh, that night. You can't. There's no such thing as an off night. So, coach, how important is it tonight against Yo to be able to have your defense get some three and outs early in this ball game, kind of set a tone and, and give your offense an opportunity? Counties can be huge. Uh, you know, they are extremely potent on offense. Uh, they throw the ball well. They run the ball well. They've got playmakers at several different positions. And I uh, think if we can get off to a good start defensively by shutting them down and, and get some things uh, consistently on offense where we, we feel comfortable uh, as we move forward in the ball game, then you know, it's going to help us an awful lot. So, you know, they, getting off to a good start is huge. Uh, you know, you never want to play in a, in a hole and try to play catch up. I think if we can keep them behind the chains as much as possible, uh, even though, you know, that they are very potent. I think another thing we've got to be able to do is stop the, the long ball, so to speak. We can't let them score home runs. Uh, they just can't go to the field in one play. So, anyway, we've got a work cut out for us there. Again, very talented, very good football team. What, what do you see with their with their football team? Is it a typical, uh, typical Coach Rhodes football team? Oh, yeah. They do what they do. They do, they do not do a tremendous uh, – as far as some people try to formation you to pieces. Nah, nah, Rick doesn't do that. I mean, their kids are set in what they do. Uh, they rep it and they rep it and they rep it. Uh, they are very good about making adjustments on the run. Uh, they can, you know, if you jump jump formation or jump something on they they just uh, do what they do very well because uh, they've been, been drilled in it over and over and over and over. So uh, – because of that, they don't make many mistakes. You know, you, if you beat them, you're going to have to beat them. They're not going to give it to you. So, uh, you know, that's what we expect out of Cameron. Again, it's a well-coached, disciplined football team. Coach, thanks. Uh, we know you're busy today on game day. We appreciate to you, you you jumping on with us for a few minutes. And uh, have fun tonight. As always, appreciate you all. Thanks so much. Have a great day. That is uh, Ray Biles, the head football coach of the Lorena Leopards. They got the uh, Cameron Yeoman coming into town tonight to uh, open up 11-3A. You go look around 11-3A. That is, that's a heck of a district, and, and you better be ready. Like he said, you better be ready to play, or uh, or, or good things are not going to happen for you. It's just That's just the way it is. There's a lot of good football played in 11-3A. And, and unfortunately, I can tell you right now, uh, Four teams go to the playoffs. There's going to be there's going to be a good team or two that's not going to get to go, just because it's that quality of a league, top to bottom. So we'll find out. All right, seven thirty seven. This is game time here on uh, on Friday, uh, TGIF and all that stuff. Coming up next, we're going to visit with uh, with Ricky Thompson, Ricky uh, with uh, the Baylor broadcast team, and they're going to be headed up to Ames to to meet the Iowa State Cyclones and. We'll visit with Ricky Thompson, break down that game, and look around the Big 12. We'll do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by our good friends at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat. The Central Texas Jam, hosted by Chef's Barbecue, with Corey Morrow, Mickey and the Motorcars, Jared Birmingham, Glenn Templeton, and special guest Walt and Tina Wilkins. 
this Sunday afternoon. Gates open at 1 p.m. on the Chef's Barbecue Backyard Stage. Sponsored in part by Tanner Roofing, Bulls Financial Group, Ana Hellisher Agency, Farmers Insurance, Bud Light, Jack Hilliard Distributing, and by Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas. Tickets at OuthouseTickets.com. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFempo.com. That's CampFempo.com. Dust off your boots, Waco, and come to the 70th annual Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo presented by HEB at the Extra Co Event Center. The fair fund begins October 6th through the 16th, and this year's One Hot Rodeo presented by AIP Energy will have more nights of rodeo than we've ever seen. From professional bull riding, calf roping, barrel racing, mutton busting buckaroos, and much more. Gear up for one of the rowdiest rodeos in town. Get your tickets at hotfair.com today. We'll see you there. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. When it's time for your new car, truck, or SUV, BK Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The Mustang, Explore, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. BK Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at BK Ford. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford. Baylor Football on ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7600 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork Loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try the new Porky Pig Tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The University Trojans won their district opener last night 49-16 over Colleen Chaparral. Tonight, Temple visits Bryan. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. And Waco High host Lake Belton. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. West Virginia picked up a much-needed non-conference win over Virginia Tech, 33-10. Tomorrow, Baylor visits Iowa State, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Corey Seager's eighth-inning two-run homer lifted the Rangers to a 5-3 win over the Angels. Cleveland comes to Arlington for the weekend, and you can hear tonight's game on Cool 101-3 FM. The Astros were denied win number 100 by the Orioles 2-0. That four-game series continues tonight in Baltimore. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk football with Ricky Thompson, presented by Alliance Bank. 
All right, 742, 18 away from 8. This is Game Time presented by Alan Samuels. Glad to have you with us on a, oh, it's a Friday. It's game day uh, for high school football. Game day tomorrow for the Bears in Iowa State. And we visit now with Ricky Thompson from the Baylor Broadcast Team. Ricky, good morning. How are you? Good, guys. Good morning to you all. Hey, so what's the big key to this thing for the Bears? Is it improved play? Is it being able to, to play within within the program as as you play on the road in that hostile environment, you know, like you had at the BYU game. What are you looking for? What's the big thing for you? Well, I, I think there are more than one, but I think you start off with playing on the road. That's really important for these guys to learn how to do that. It's not anything you're ever going to get away from in college football. You're going to have road games, and you're going to have to win road games to win the league. Uh, we won enough of those last year to win it. Uh, the other side of it, we lost a couple of big games even last year. Oklahoma State then let TCU uh, sneak up on us as well. So, to me, the importance is for these guys for these guys to go get a big road win and a hostile environment. Not let that affect you to the point where you make them up enough mistakes, like 14 penalties, and you lose a ball game. So, to me, that's the key. When you look at this matchup between the offensive line and the defensive line with the Bears on the offensive side of it, is this an opportunity for them just to lean on them and wear them down and and, and be able to just put their will on them? And I know it's going to be difficult, but isn't that kind of the game plan that you'd like to see for the Bears because of the experience on the offensive line and what they have? Well, I think so. And I I think part of that is – We've got an offensive line that's very experienced. They're good. I don't think they've shown us that particular phase of their game where they just dominate a defensive front. And by dominate, that's that's probably a bad word. But I'm just saying impose their will, run the football. You're not going to run every play for 9 or 10 yards, and I don't mean that. But I mean throughout the game, as the game progresses, finally take control of that offensive front. And with that, if you're running the ball, it will late in the game. That also means you've got a ton of throwing opportunities. And I think, too, it's very critical that we've got to hit something downfield or we've got to have a receiver turn something that's a fairly short throw into a big play because until that threat's back there, the running game's going to be tough. Ricky, did you see some of that growth that you're talking about up front? First half to second half against Texas State, it, it looked like it was it was a different a different offensive line, so to speak, uh, in the second half. It looked like they were a little more in control and dominant, if you will. I don't think there is any doubt that there was a different in, difference in the second half, and that was probably due to some halftime discussions. Uh, <laughs> I think they were. <laughs> I think they really came out and played well. I watched them. They were firing off the ball. They were blowing Texas State off the ball. And I don't care who you're playing, you've got to play hard on the offensive front just to knock people off the ball. And I thought they did a good job of that. And I tell you what, the other thing that I saw was Richard Reese finally hitting the scene that we've seen from Abram Smith for, what, 14 games last year and hitting it full speed. And then after that, making one more cut and taking one to the house. What was it? 52 yards. Uh, 
you do that once in a ball game, much less twice, that changes everything. So I really like what I see with Richard Reese in the backfield. I know a lot of guys will play back there, but for a true freshman guys, he's been really impressive. And when the offensive line knows there's a guy back there like that, I think it helps, just like it helps a quarterback when he knows when he throws the ball in a crowd that one of his guys are going to go get it. I think it's the same for an offensive line. If they've got a guy in the backfield that's going to take advantage of those holes, it gets a little easier to to push and create some space. I know they're big all the time, but special teams on the road in an environment like this, how much bigger are they in in an opportunity for you to sway things to your side? Well, they're huge. And the first thing you do with special teams on the road is you don't want any mistakes. You don't want any drop punch. You don't want any block kicks. You don't want to return. So if you just play clean and don't have big plays on the other side on the road, then it's probably a success. Now, on top of that, if you create a turnover or you return a kick and you're on the road, that crowd gets real quiet. And and I think that would be huge to get a kick return back there. I think we've seen some capabilities back there. Uh, Monterey Baldwin hopefully is back this week. I don't know that he would return kicks, but Gavin Holmes, there's some threats back there to take it back. Ricky, when you when you look at this Iowa State team, particularly on the offensive side of the football, no Brock Purdy, no Brees Hall, veteran offensive line, most of the, uh, the guys, four of the five starters are back. Does that remind you? a lot of Baylor in, in their situation? Yes, it really does. I think some of the difference is there. They've, Hutchinson's had a great year so far catching the ball and catching it for six. And I think that's the difference in that offense and, and the Baylor offense at this point is they've really had some success throwing the football, but very, very similar. And uh, I, I know Iowa State is always going to be solid. They're coached very well. I mean, we hear that kind of stuff all the time, I know, but this team really is coached well, and they'll be ready. But I'll sure take my odds without Brees Hall back there. That guy was good, guys, and I don't know how you replace him with anybody better than him. So defensively, hopefully we take care of the run, and then we've got to have have a better game in the secondary to stop any huge plays throwing the ball. Uh, And if we do that, then you've obviously got a chance to win the game. Baylor wins the football game on the road at Iowa State on Saturday because they do what? I think they win the game because they run the football, they have drives that run clock, and they finish those drives with touchdowns. I think they're going to have to score. Field goals aren't going to do anything here. So I think it's really important offensively to get this game going, put it in the end zone early, be in the game at halftime, if not up. And I think if they do that, that they've got a really good chance of winning this game. And and I think that includes some big plays offensively. I think if they do that, I think they win the football game. Is it low scoring or high scoring? You know what? I can see it both ways. That's the easy answer, isn't it? (laughs) uh, You know what? For some reason, I think this game is – at least in the 20s both ways. And, uh, uh, you know, there may be one of these teams that puts 30 on the board. But I, I think I think there's going to be some points put on the board this weekend. 
Ricky, as always, it's a pleasure. We appreciate your time. Drive safely uh, and, uh, and fly safely on your way to Ames. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. That's Ricky Thompson from the Baylor Broadcast Team. And uh, Ricky's uh, visit every Friday brought to you by Alliance Bank Central Texas. 750. Uh, coming back with uh, John and and uh, he's well. I tell you what, let's get to John Morris with today's Baylor uh, Sports Beat program. We'll do that here on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Now here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Soccer has a Go Gold conference opening matchup tonight with Oklahoma. And Baylor Football hits the road for their Big 12 opener. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Looking for an SUV designed for every adventure? We've got exactly what you need at Allen Samuels in Waco. Stop in today to get your new 2022 Wagoneer. Save big on Series 2 and 3 and get the low APR of 2.9% for 72 months. Plus, you receive $3,500 Conquest bonus cash. Plus, first responders receive an extra $500 off. Drive away in the original American premium SUV from Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Go gold with Baylor Athletics and be the gold factor across each of the conference home openers this season. Fans are encouraged to help create a statement and wear exclusive Go Gold apparel from the Baylor Bookstore. Make a visual impact. Get your gold today. Current dates include volleyball versus TCU on September 21st, soccer versus Oklahoma on September 23rd, and football versus Oklahoma State on October 1st. Tickets are available on BaylorBears.com slash tickets. Go gold and Sikkim Bears. Now for a look at what's happening this weekend in Baylor Athletics. Here again is John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor soccer in action tonight on the banks of the Brazos. It's the Big 12 conference opener for Michelle Leonard and the Soccer Bears hosting Oklahoma. 7 o'clock tonight at Betty Lou Mays Field in a go-gold matchup. Fans encouraged to wear gold and come support the Soccer Bears coming up this evening. 7 o'clock match time televised on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Baylor Volleyball has the weekend off. They are coming off a 3-1 win over TCU in their Big 12 opener Wednesday in the Farrell Center. While Baylor football opens Big 12 play tomorrow on the road in Ames against Iowa State. Baylor faced a tough road environment two weeks ago in Provo against BYU. Senior offensive tackle Connor Galvin asked how that experience might help the younger players going through a similar environment tomorrow. Oh, you know, that, that stuff you can't like prepare for, you know, with like away games going in an environment like that, like was like 65,000 fans, you know, all screaming uh, as a freshman, like it's hard to like hard to like mock that in practice. And it's just one of those experiences you just have to like go through it to like learn from it and you know those guys like 
ad again, address their issues, like know what the problem was, and we've addressed it. So we just have to perform on Saturday. Connor Galvin and the Bears taking on Iowa State tomorrow morning in Ames. We're on the air at 9 a.m. with the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff tomorrow right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tomorrow on ESPN2. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from Ames and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person -person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield from Game Time, the morning show on ESPN Central Texas. Join me and the entire crew as we broadcast live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Waco, Monday, September the 26th from 4 until 6 p.m. We'll be there to get you ready for Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys, and the New York Giants. So come join us Monday, September the 26th for Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants on ESPN Central Texas. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Ortho. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. 
7.59. Welcome back into the program and welcome into game time. Your first word in sports, Tom Ward and Ryan. We're getting you ready for uh, high school football coming up tonight. College football on Saturday. And, of course, the Cowboys and the Giants on Monday. We welcome into the program from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, the managing editor, Greg Tepper. Greg, good morning and welcome to game day. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys uh, waking me up this morning. <laughs> it, it's what we do to a lot of people, Greg. I promise. I Trust me. <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, for those teams that are in a, a six-team district, it is it's go time. This is phase two. This is district play, and it kind of ramps up a little bit, doesn't it, when we get to district competition? Yeah, you know, we, we'd like to think about this as, as really there being three seasons in a Texas high school football uh, year. You know, you've got you've got the the non-district, which is fun, but ultimately, if, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. You can lose every one of your games or win every one of your games, and it doesn't affect your ability to win a state championship. Then, of course, you've got the district play, which is what we're in right now, where it's kind of determining uh, how you're going to get into the – if you're going to get in the playoffs, where you're going to be seated, who you're going to be facing, things like that. And then you get to the playoffs. You know, and we have reached really officially uh, the, that kind of second season. You know, more than half the teams in the UIL this week are playing district games. I think it's something like 56% of the, of the teams are in district play right now. So, yeah, it's go time. And, and coaches know it. Coaches know that – that this is the time where you need to be playing your best football because these games count, these games matter. And, 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 you know, what you've done up to this point, really, you can kind of toss it out. It's, it's a little bit of uh, it's a little bit of background, you know, and it kind of gives people like me and you who, who talk about this for a living uh, a little bit of, of, of kind of context. But in the end, you know, at this point, if you just run, if you just win the, the rest of your games from here on out, it doesn't matter what you did in those first four, those first four games. So this is a, really the inflection point of the season for a lot of these uh, teams that are going to determine exactly what the se- this season looks like. Greg, what does that matchup between Brownwood and Conley look like? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, uh, Conley, of course, last week uh, took their first loss of the year. Uh, you know, relatively disappointing, I would say, on, on, on their behalf, simply because their defense was unable to, to get any sort of stops. But that's kind of been – that's kind of been the coin of the realm there for, uh, for, for Connolly that if the offense is cooking, they're going to be just fine because the defense is probably not going to be able to hold up. Now there's no shame in losing to China spring. I, I know, you know, China springs, of course, is defending state champ and looking fantastic, but that defense has got to be better. You know, they're going, they're taking on a Brownwood team that I think is flying under the radar, newly ranked this week in the Dave Campbell, Texas football rankings. They were exceptionally impressive last week uh, going to uh, taking on Glen Rose, which is a really good Glen Rose team. Uh, and getting a, a victory over them. Uh, and, and really, you know, Coach Sammy Burnett has been telling us for a couple of years that this was the year that they felt really good about. That, that, that you know, it was a couple of years ago, they, he talked about a sophomore class that he really felt good about. And this is this is that kind of coming to fruition. They've shaken off a week one loss to Abilene Wiley. His defense has been very consistent, very consistently excellent. And so that's really going to be the key here uh, for Wake O'Connelly is, you know, we talk about teams that uh, that can go score for score. What I want to see is, is can Connolly go stop for stop with a team? Because that's what that's ultimately going to, to determine. Now, again, another non-district game because both these teams are in five-team districts, uh, you know, or, or, you know, certainly Brownwood is. And, yeah, both these teams are in five-team districts. So you're kind of – you're kind of looking for partners here because they're, you know, the, 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 the herd is thinning, so to speak, <laughs> look of teams looking for non-district games. So it's an interesting matchup here and a lot to glean from this. I, I really would like to see Connolly take a step defensively. 
And I realize we are way out in front of our skis on this one, but we earlier this week we were talking about how many teams in this greater Waco Central Texas area could get to AT and T, and and I, and I think honestly, when you stop and think about Martin Crawford and in in China Spring and in Lorena and and, and some others, would you be surprised if we had four teams there? No, not at all. I, I don't think that's that would be a stretch. Uh, really at all when you take a look at the at the way that things have have broken down i think in that area there's a, just a real good amount of, of talent there and i'll throw another one out there okay mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised to see abbott there yes in the six-man race i mean it is a really deep year uh, in in central texas and by the way that 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 is not necessarily counting some of the teams that have long been the flagship programs of that part of the state you know la vega is a team that, that you know i think is is still finding their way right now. I'm, I'm not worried about them whenever they get the district play, but but this is a team that I think, you know, o- overall, when you take a look at this part of the world, there's just a lot of really good ball being played there, and there's a lot of depth, a lot of quality depth. So, yeah, I don't think it's a stretch at all to see four teams, you know, up to as many as five teams making it to a state championship game uh, there from that part of the world simply because the depth is there. It's just, just There's a really nice upper layer of teams there that you can certainly call contenders. Greg, how big a surprise is Trinity right now for you? Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> these are. This is also, you know, the other thing is that you you now get, uh, you know, five five weeks into the season, and you have to start having, un, you know, uncomfortable conversations. And um, you know, look, U.S. Trinity in in their first year under Coach Aaron Lineweaver, this is. The, I don't think there's any way that you can categorize this as anything other than a, a pretty sizable disappointment so far. Now they could turn things around in a hurry. And in fact, if they beat North Crowley tonight, then I think that they've got to, uh, They can kind of get the wheels back on because the 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 schedule for them lightens considerably when you're talking about after North Crowley. It's for Pascal and for Chisholm Trail and Crowley and, and Weatherford, you know, or certainly those next three, not necessarily Weatherford. They're clearly, in my opinion, better than. But they got to get the wheels back on, and they've got they've got to find a way in a lot of ways. You know, they got to find some offensive consistency. They got to find defensive consistency. There's been, I mean, there's big issues there with what's going on at, at Trinity. And by the way, I think they're underdogs tonight to North Crowley, which is probably the first time we've ever said that. But this is a really good North Crowley team. So, I mean, you could be, you could really and truly with them, they could go into their open date next week uh, at at own five, which would be, you know, seemingly un, unfathomable. But you know, there's going to be a lot on the line, you know, riding in here, you know, because if they drop the own two in district. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but there is a possibility that they go into week 11 against their arch rival LD bell, who hasn't beaten them in like 20 years or something like that. And they could go into that game as underdogs and needing to win that game to make the playoffs. So there's there. I'm it's already kind of crystallizing in some ways. Uh, tonight we'll learn a lot whenever they take on a, a really talented North Crowley team. Wow. <laughs> is there a team that uh, you kind of kept your eye on and you went, didn't see three and one or four and oh with this team, but here they are. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a handful of teams that I think have, have gotten off to really nice starts uh, to start the year that, that I, I think it's fair to say that we didn't necessarily, that we didn't necessarily have that as far as our, uh, as what we thought. So, so I think North Crowley is an example of that. That's that's uh, you know first year coach in Ray Gates taking over that program. Then you go back and they had that really nice win over Lovejoy in week three, uh, and 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 has been really consistent, uh, you know, in what they've been able to do. This is you know 
elsewhere uh, across the state, there, there's other programs, you know, that I, I think have been really impressive. Uh, I, I would look at a team. Let's see. I want to make sure. I, I want to make sure I get this right. So there's a program down in South Texas, Savinal, that that's off to a four and zero start. That is a, that is a, they haven't been four and zero in seemingly forever. There's a matchup of really under the radar four and zero teams this week in Littlefield and Brownfield, both of which I think are surprise uh, unbeaten to start the year. Uh, but there's a couple of other teams that I think for other reasons we haven't necessarily uh, we didn't necessarily see three and zero coming. And I'll, I'll give you a four and zero coming. I'll give you an example, and that's Wimberley. Wimberley is a team that you know. Look, they, I don't. Think anybody surprised, you know, on its face that Wimberley's four zero. But when you take a look at what has happened to that program specifically, uh, that they have uh, they lost their their quarterback Cash McCollum. He transferred to China Spring. We thought, okay, things things might fall apart there in, in Wimberley. But instead, they've rolled to four zero. They've been fantastic. Got a great win last week over Fredericksburg. Game big game this week against Lampasas. Uh, that's an example of a team that we had maybe kind of shorted their stock earlier in the season, but suddenly, but but they have found a way to really kind of uh, kick it into high gear. Uh, it's it's really uh, you know remarkable what they've been what they've been able to do and kind of reinvent themselves on the fly in losing their most important player. After seeing what they did in non-district 12-6A with Temple and Midway and Harker Heights and, and those teams, how close is this district going to be? Yeah, it's um, it's it's going to be a dogfight to the very end, and I think that you know uh, you know last night Harker Heights got I thought a really important win over Pflugerville Weiss, um, and and they did it with defense, you know, and they did it with Rashawn Sanford, and that's just that's you know that's going to be a, a nice little, little combination for them. But when you take a look at that district as a whole. It's going to be it's going to be really tight. I think, especially I think in in my opinion, you know, if I can just editorialize, I think there's five. I think there's five teams for four spots. I think you're playing musical chairs, and there's going to be one really good team left out. Of it. I think between Huddle, Bryan, Temple, Harker Heights, and then Weiss, I think those are the those are the five teams that are in contention. And so that's why it's so important for Harker Heights to go out there and get that first win and draw first blood and say, all right, we got to go. We we took on one of the other contenders and we got to win. Or you know we we have staked our claim to one of those chairs when the music stops and 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 so I think that you're right you know and, and that's not to say that a team like Coppers Cove couldn't figure it out you know they've actually got you know they're two and two on the year uh, they've actually got a they've got uh, actually got a, a plus uh, point differential to start the year defense has probably got to figure something out if they're going to make that run but I would say that that right now where I sit there's at least five teams for only four spots and they're all pretty tightly packed we're going to have Last night, that, that game for, for Harker Heights and, and, and Weiss was 21-14. I think that's going to be the norm in this district. And I think you're going to have a lot of it. Maybe it might be, you know, the game might be 48-41 for some of these other, but I think they're going to be really close games, and these margins are going to be pretty small. Uh, 11-3A gets rolling tonight, and, uh, and Lorena is going to be hosting Cameron Yo, and on paper, that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and that whole district is going to be a lot of fun. That's one that when a realignment rolled out, I think everybody kind of got 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 wide eyed. They go, "Oh my gosh, Lorena and Franklin in the same district," and and that's true. Like, yes, that's true, and that is going to be a lot of fun. We got to wait until week nine uh, to get that. But I look at that whole district, and I'm like, y'all are forgetting that that Cameron Yo's in there, and, and, and Academy's in there, and, and I know Rockdale's down, but but Rockdale's in there, and yeah, this is going to be a really in, intriguing matchup, I think, for Lorena specifically because they are going to be taking on who, yeah, look up the, down their schedule. I think they're going to, no, they played China Spring in week one. 
So I would say that that this is going to be on par with the highest powered offense that they've seen all year, uh, because this China Spring or this this Cameron Yo team can score. They can get up and down, and they want to cut the brakes and and just just turn turn this into a into a firefight. That's what they want to do. Uh, you know, now now for Lorena, the onus for them is going to be on uh, as far as keeping this and playing it a lot closer like they did last week against La Vega. You know, they've proven what I think about what I really appreciate about Ray Biles' bunch this year is they've proven they can win in different ways. If you want to play a high scoring, you know, affair, they can do that. If you want to play a low scoring slugfest, they can play that way. For Cameron Yo, there's really kind of only one way they play. And that is just like stand on the gas pedal and just go uh, and win a game in the forties or the fifties. Um, their defense has got to take a step that they're going to be a serious contender. But I do think that this is going to give us a good feel for at least how the entire shape of the district is going to look. We're all kind of waiting for week nine when Franklin and Lorena play, but Cameron, yo, it, it looks like a playoff team right now. to me, just how much of a contender they are. I think we'll, we'll learn more tonight. Clean kangaroos look much improved, especially on the defensive side, and they dipped their toes into District 4, uh, 4-5-A with Granberry hosting them tonight. How big is a test for the, is this for the kangaroos? Yeah, this is a really – I think this is a really nice test for them because this is a Granberry team that is 4-0, uh, off to a great start uh, to start the year. Uh, but I do think that there is an argument to be made that they haven't necessarily been tested, right? You know, I, I love what Ka- Coach Chad Gigi has done that out there with Granberry. But, uh, you know, this let's, let's be honest. This is a team that – let me do some quick math here. Their opponents are combined 3-12 uh, and 12 on the year. So they're 4-0, they're and oh, but, like, what is exactly does that mean? You know, I could make the argument – that Killeen at oh and at two and one is the superior has the superior resume simply because they played a tougher schedule. Now now yeah, look, you know, I mean they've got their their loss is to Round Rock Stony Point, but that's a six A and it's a decent six A. It's a three and one six A team. So this is a this is for me, this is a real test here for for Killeen. And and instead of kind of dancing around exactly what they are, oh they're a lot worse than that team or oh they're a lot better than that team. This is going to be a team that I think is firmly within their wheelhouse. Uh, this is a clean team that I, I would like to see that offense kind of get out of first gear. They've kind of been stuck in, 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 you know, in, in the mud a little bit. Uh, and they're going up against a Granberry team that, again, I think is, is off to a great start, but is in many ways relatively unproven. You know, the other thing for me is that Killeen is coming off of their open date. Uh, what does that mean? How, how much – does that open date mean for them, uh, for Coach Josh Sadler, uh, you know, who I think is off to a really nice start there in his first season? How much were they able to use the week off to prepare for what is a pretty critical district matchup, especially if they, uh, if they have eyes on making a run into, uh, into a playoff spot in that big 19 district? I, I realize when you look at the record, it, it doesn't scream that this is going to be a great game, but this is a rivalry game. You got three and one Grosbeck at 0-4 Mahead. But let's all make note that two of those four losses were against Conley and China Spring. Uh, they stepped up to 4A to play. Yeah. But, I mean, my goodness, this is this is always an epic battle between these two Limestone County schools. 100%. This is a huge rivalry game. And so, you know, I hate the cliche. Like, throw out the record books. But, like, in a lot of ways, like, there's just a lot of emotion in this game. And especially in high school football, that can carry a lot. And furthermore, Look, I'm going to cape for Mejia here for a second because I think that you're right. Like, look, the margins have been ugly, and I'm not here to tell you that the margins have not been ugly. They've been outscored by, like, 200 points in their first four games. It's been bad, okay? But look at who they've played. 
Okay, their opponents are combined fourteen and two on the year. Mm-hmm. All right, their opponents have been rolling people. So uh, now they finally get. And, and by the way, they've been punching up a classification. Four A Waco Conley, four A China Spring, you know, four A Gatesville last week, and then and then the th- the one three A team they played was Franklin. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I would say that that we don't have a read quite yet on the Haya simply because they just decided to insert their head into a blast furnace in non-district play. And so this is much more of, a, of a, an apples-to-apples comparison. And I think that you're right. This is, this is a team, you know, in, in Grosbeck, off to a nice start. But at the same time, they, what's their best win, right? Their best win, the, the only team that they've beaten that's not winless is McGregor, who's one in three. So I look at this, and, and, and I think that you're right. Yes, right now I would say that Grosbeck is is playing better, and they are going to, and they are probably the favorite. But at the same time, I think that we know uh, we don't know as much about these teams, and you add in the rivalry aspect of it, it wouldn't be a surprise to me if an zero and four, you know, Mahia team beat a three and one Grosbeck team. I think Grosbeck's got to be your pick here, but at the same time, it wouldn't be a surprise with all those mitigating factors. All right, uh, what do you got? Uh, what do you got for us on TexasFootball.com? Yeah, we got a ton of stuff up on TexasFootball.com. Uh, of course, we've got our, our big preview, uh, a statewide preview of, of all the games uh, tonight. Uh, more than 700 games uh, across the state uh, scattered hither and yon. Uh, and, of course, we will have you covered every step of the way there at TexasFootball.com. And then I'm supposed to tell you to watch Bally Sports Southwest. The, so yeah, and so do, where are the cameras going tonight at, at Bally's? Oh, I can tell you. We're going to be at- hey, uh, Hang on a second. Hang on. I got to know something. Uh, uh, Linda made a birthday cake for Craig. Right. What did, it was beautiful. I mean, not not Linda, but his daughter did. Uh, Linda brought it out on the set. Mm-hmm. What did it taste like? Yes, was it good? I was I was really good. It was a really good cake. I was I was. It was frustratingly good. It smelled really good too. I was like, that that was the key. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and, and here's the thing: it's one in the morning, and they're bringing out cake, and I'm like finishing up six hours of broadcasting. So like at that point, it could have been anything, but I would have told you that it was. It, it is really, really. It was an outstanding cake. So, uh, yeah, we, we did it right for Craig's birthday. Uh, and and it, it, it's, as, as he mentioned, it, it really does, it does feel right that Craig Way's birthday falls on a football Friday night. Like that's, <laughs> exactly. that, seems, that, seems, that seems like God looking down and being like, this is how it should be. Uh, all right. Bally Sports tonight for the scoreboard. Where are we going? Where, what are the key games? Uh, we're going to be at Waxhatchee, DeSoto, Wichita Falls, Ryder, and Stephenville, El Campo, Navasota, Panhandle, Wellington, Lake Travis, and Austin Westlake, and then the aforementioned Brownwood and Waco Conley. So we will be uh, spanning the state. Outstanding. Hey, Greg, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much, and uh, have fun tonight. I will right, we'll do. Take care, guys. We'll see you. Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and Bally Sports Southwest. Uh, anybody surprised that they're going to be at, at uh, Brownwood Conley? Not me. That, that makes a lot of sense. All right, uh, 8-17. We're 17 after 8. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. The West Coaches Show with David Woodard is brought to you by Bush's Chicken, Chevy of West, Citizen State Bank, Sakura Ford, West Feed, and West Rentals. Coach, coming off a 42-20 win over Whitney to start district play, talk a little bit about this game and getting off to a great start in district. You know, it was big for us to get off to a great start. Uh, you know, we went right down the field and scored uh, and, uh, you know, took the lead 7 nothing. They came down, scored, tied it up, and then we were able to score a couple more, get some stops, and, you know, had a had a two-touchdown lead at half and, and really came out and just played a solid second half as well to be able to, uh, you know, extend the lead and, and, and make sure that we were able to come away with the win. So, uh, you know, just proud of our kids and our staff and, and all the hard work that they put in to be able to, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, beat a really good Whitney team and, and get started in district at 1-0. Now you continue district play tonight on the road against Dallas Madison. Talk a little bit about this Madison team. First of all, on the offensive side of the ball, a spread offensive team. And from what I can tell, a true spread. And they like to take advantage of the vertical passing game. You know, they really do. They, you know, they, 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 uh, you know, they have some guys out there that can make some plays and really stretch the field on you vertically. And, uh, you know, their, their quarterback's a young kid, but he does a pretty good job of, of working hard to get those guys the ball. And so, uh, you know, that they, they do, uh, they don't play fast, but they, but they do try to stretch the field and, and put you in some binds with, with their athleticism and, and getting the ball to, to their athletes in space. And on defense, a 3-4, but they like to bring a lot of pressure? You know, they do. They, and, it's, and it's not always pressure from, from linebackers or blitzes. You know, their front three causes a lot of havoc, and, and really they try to get upfield and force the issue on you. And so, uh, you know, we're going to have to be really good uh, at doing our job and you know kind of one of the things we talked about after the game last week was just being more consistent you know doing more things right more often and so uh, uh, you know that's going to be the focus of this week and we're going to have to really focus on doing that both sides of the ball to be able to uh, you know secure another district win this week ESPN Central Texas It's truck season at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. Hi, Leo Pacheco. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West or ChevyofWest.com, save really big on your new Chevy of West Silverado. Chevy of West. Hi, Leo Pacheco, and it's a great time to save on every certified pre-owned vehicle at Chevy of West. For all the big money savings, please visit ChevyofWest.com or find new roads to Chevy of West. Chevy of West. Early each morning, as we turn on the lights and heat up the fryers, then prepare the food, the owners of Bush's Chicken are working for you. Our owners are husbands and wives, sisters and brothers. We are family, and we take joy in our family, serving your family. Before you end your day, we hope you'll stop by. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you are one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you are looking for a bank where you are more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all of the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus, cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat. Know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lift, ditch witch, sky track, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. 
This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our, our family, family makes, makes the difference. difference. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. 8.22. Buckle your seatbelt. Here we go. (laughs) It's time for Stephanie to speak on sports. Stephanie from Sales. Good morning. Happy Friday. You ready for the weekend? I am. Big I plans? Sleep. Uh, need some sleep. <laughs> While the sleep rest of football. us work all weekend long. I got to clean my house. That's a lot of work. It's a big house. Ah, big house. A lot of work. Boy, I'll tell you what. Uh, all right. What do you got for us? Yo-yo. <laughs> now, he played the- No. The, yo, what's up? Yo-yo. He was a uh, world-famous pianist, right? No. You remember when you were a kid, you had a yo-yo, the thing on the string? Yeah. There is exact, there is a world championship of yo-yo contest. A they contest. have an affiliate, well, sport championship, but they have a affiliation. Like, it's a big thing. It was invented in 1920 by a guy named Pedro Flores from California, and it took off. But yeah, it's huge. They did not have a world championship in 2021 or 22 because of COVID, but they are in 23, and it's going to Tokyo, Japan. And guess what? Those yo-yos can go up to 100 miles or more an hour when you spin it. 100 miles or more. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but get this. So there's different there's different ways to do it. Like you got a single-hand string trick, a two-hand looping trick, two-hand string trick, off-string off, you know what an off string is? Oh, yeah. It's the string that comes off the yo-yo. Right. Uh, counterweight and artistic performance. But that it is a thing. And so I tried to find a yo-yo yesterday. It's a thing. It's a thing. So to see, Tom, if you could yo-yo. I can yo-yo. I couldn't find a yo-yo. All you got to do is go to. I looked. Any five and dime. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Warden, I tried just this afternoon. Really? Yeah, you Couldn't would think they'd a have... yo-yo anywhere. And do you know that yo-yos... Is there, a, uh, is there a toy store in Waco? Not that I know of. There I used to be Toys R Us, but not anymore. Oh, that closed down a long yeah, time ago. But there used to also be one in the in the, uh, in the mall. Uh, I don't know, but I'm looking for a yo-yo. I want to see you do it. But it is like a big deal. And these guys can spin... I can do walk the dog and all that stuff. No, you can't. I can too. No, you can't. I, I absolutely can. Oh, just like you run marathons. I used to <laughs> 30 years ago. Now 30 years even, ago. Now he doesn't even drive a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I ride. <laughs> but Get in the back seat. I mean, hey, the, the 2019 championships were in Cleveland, Ohio. Ooh. They just had a tournament in June in Mesa, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And the clip we're watching right here was, this is the first place guy, Evan Nagao, and this was his first place finish. I mean, look it up because look it up on YouTube. 
those guys are talented. That takes a lot of coordination with your hands and your eyes. Think it about does. it. It does. I mean, I used to teach that. Uh, <laughs> you did not. I did too. <laughs> He's a sensei at yeah. the Yo-Yo Dojo. But you got to go to the Yokyo Institute of Technology to, to learn to, to, to coach that. So, look, if you're a yo-yo person, <laughs> you're stupid. A yo-yo person, you are called, and if you get it down, you're called the master yo-yo. And then you can elevate to I always <laughs> wonder what they called you. <laughs> master yo-yo. <laughs> but then you can elevate to. Yoist. Grandmaster yo-yo. And. Word. <laughs> Grandmaster. They have 16 official yo-yo masters worldwide. All right. You're killing me here. It's 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 amazing, right? Ward? It's pretty cool. Ward told me he could yo-yo. I used to could. I haven't picked up a yo-yo in a long, long time. Yo-yo. Yo-yos and slinkies. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Slinkies. slinkies. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yo-yo's a big thing, and it's around the world. And stay tuned for the 2023, 2023 World Championship. They have a huge slinky competition in Johnson City, Texas. They do not. They now do you're too. lying to me. Look, I ain't that dumb. Okay, don't <sighs> look at me like that. All right, yeah, yeah. Try it out, people. Have a good weekend. You too. Go sell something. Okay. Thank you. Eight twenty-seven. Yo, yo. I'm going to. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. The Central Texas Jam, hosted by Chef's Barbecue, with Corey Morrow, Mickey and the Motorcars, Jared Birmingham, Glenn Templeton, and special guest Walt and Tina Wilkins. This Sunday afternoon, gates open at 1 p.m. on the Chef's Barbecue Backyard Stage. Sponsored in part by Tanner Roofing, Bulls Financial Group, Ana Hellisher Agency, Farmers Insurance, Bud Light, Jack Killier Distributing, and by Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas. Tickets at outhousetickets.com. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back with five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app. Banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems. I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Now is the best time to let Jeff Hunter Toyota put you in a used vehicle. Right now, choose from hundreds of different makes and different models. 
All priced to fit. All budgets. Explore your possibilities. Explore new and used vehicles at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. At Morrison's Gifts, they get it. It's just too early to think about gifts for the holidays, and suddenly you realize they're here and you just don't have the money for the gifts they really deserve. That's why Morrison's offers layaway. Spread those payments out and be a hero at the holidays. Choose from John Hart and Cotoyla bags, totes and purses, jelly cat plush animals, and over 70 other lines of gifts and gourmet items. That's Morrison's Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills next to Jason's Deli. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The University Trojans won their district opener last night, 49-16 over Colleen Chaparral. Tonight, Temple visits Bryan. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. And Waco High host Lake Belton. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. West Virginia picked up a much-needed non-conference win over Virginia Tech, 33-10. Tomorrow, Baylor visits Iowa State, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Week three of the NFL season got underway last night with the Cleveland win over Pittsburgh, 29-17. Corey Seager's eighth inning two-run homer lifted the Rangers to a 5-3 win over the Angels. Cleveland comes to Arlington for the weekend, and you can hear tonight's game on Cool 101.3 FM. The Astros were denied win number 100 by the Orioles, 2-0. That four-game series continues tonight in Baltimore. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. We got high school football tonight. We have got college football tomorrow. And, of course, Monday night we have got Cowboy football. And don't forget we're going to kick off our little uh, Monday night extravaganza. Over at Buffalo Wild Wings, we'll have a, a pre-game watch party and get you ready for the Cowboys and the New York Giants. We welcome into the program from the Cowboy broadcast team, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, let's begin with last week. Were you surprised at how well the Cowboys worked offensively, particularly early in the uh, in the football game, and how efficient they were offensively? Early in the football game, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had talked about it in our call last week. It, that was the biggest question. You knew this defense would give you an opportunity to at least be within striking distance. Uh, this defense is good enough to hold Tom Brady, hold Joe Burrow to one touchdown, and they showed that again, of course, last week. But it was. It was the offensive efficiency and the way that they kind of came out and set the tone by putting up 17 points in the first half, scoring a touchdown, on each of their first two drives for the first time since 2019. And of course, all of that behind Cooper rush at quarterback, that's when you, you said, okay, maybe they've got a shot here uh, to win this game and to upset the reigning AFC champions. It was a bit of a surprise. Unfortunately, uh, it kind of slowed down in the second half. They didn't keep that momentum rolling. And it looked like Cincinnati kind of started to figure out what Dallas was doing offensively. And it led to, uh, a couple stalemate drives in that second half that allowed for the Bengals to get back in it. But that's going to be the, the focus this week for Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, and that offense is make sure they can stay consistent through four full quarters. Were you surprised to see Kellen Moore simplify his playbook for Cooper Rush? And do you think he should continue to do that and keep that seatbelt on? Yeah, I think they simplified it to a certain extent, Ward, but I, I don't think they oversimplified it, which was really the key. Because you remember Cooper Rush has been in this offense for quite some time. I mean, outside of 
Dak Prescott, he's the one that knows the offense the best, uh, at, at least as a player. I know, of course, Kellen Moore's in that conversation, too, because he's the one that puts the scheme together. But with Cooper Rush being where he has been for, for this long and this being his sixth season in the NFL, uh, it's impressive for for you to, to, to be able to go to your backup quarterback with so much confidence because he knows the offense so much and you don't have to simplify it too much, but they did. They didn't do as much of the reads. They didn't do as many of the RPOs along the way. They kind of let him just play ball and not turn the football over. That was the biggest key too, is you don't want to give Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati offense any extra opportunities and outside of the Dalton Schultz fumble, which of course is in Cooper Rush's fault. Dallas did that offensively, uh, and they were able to take advantage by taking care of the football and then moving down the drive methodically those first two drives. With with where they are right now, if if Cooper Rush, and I know they'll never say this publicly, but if Cooper Rush continues to play well, does that slow down the let's get Dak back in the lineup? Uh, do, they, do they pump the brakes there and make sure that he is 200% ready to go before they put him back in the football game? I think there's an element to that because you never want to rush somebody back. But if there is a quarterback controversy or a, a, not really controversy, but uh, the, the play at the quarterback position is costing you football games, then there is going to be kind of that, that subconscious, okay, maybe we should get that back a little bit early. Maybe even in his mind, he's like, okay, I need to come back and play. I need to be a part of this team. I need to be in the meetings. I need to be at practice and, and do all of these things that you can't normally do if you're rehabbing an injury. Uh, so there is a, a subconsciousness to not getting the right quarterback play. And, I mean, you're seeing at the at the wide receiver position right now, if C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown, Jalen Tolbert, uh, Simi Fajoko were doing the job adequately enough, you wouldn't be rushing Michael Gallup in, back into the fold. But instead, every day we're seeing headlines of, oh, Michael Gallup's in seven-on-seven. Seven. Oh, now he put on the pads. Now he's in full team drills. Everybody's excited for Michael Gallup to get back because the wide receiver play hasn't necessarily been where it needs to be. Quarterback play has been there at least in the one game without Dak Prescott. We'll see if that can continue in the next two or three. How far can this offense go with Cooper Rush calling the plays? I think they can go pretty far. And the reason why, like I said, is he's got a, a deep playbook. It's not as deep as Dak's, but it's pretty darn close. And then you've also got a chance to take care of the football and not overdo it. That's the thing that Cooper Rush is going to give you. He's not going to give you a high ceiling. He's not going to go out and outduel Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and really just go after these these elite quarterbacks and just go toe to toe like we have seen Dak do in the past. He doesn't have that ceiling, but he also doesn't have the floor that Dak sometimes has. And and we've seen the floor from Dak Prescott already this season against Tampa Bay. That was one of the worst games of his career. He knows it. Everyone knows it. The stats show it. But Cooper Rush probably isn't going to give you that. He's had two starts. He's thrown for 325 yards and a couple touchdowns against Minnesota. And then he had the 235 and a touchdown against the the Cincinnati Bengals. Both of those games, he took care of the football, and he's not going to put your offense in a terrible spot moving forward. So that's that's the biggest key. But it's when defenses start to pick up on some of the cues, defenses start to, to really acquire some of the film and, and go through that is where Cooper Rush is going to have to make adjustments and try and push uh, this offense a little bit further if, if Dak Prescott's going to be out three, four, five more games. Does Michael Gallup play Monday night? And if he does, how effective is he? 
I think he does. Uh, I think he's ready to go. He was a full participant in practice yesterday. They'll get another practice today and then an off day uh, tomorrow and Sunday. So there's a, a chance that he is fully ready to go, uh, depending on the reports from him after this week. Last week he said he had good soreness. Uh, he It was, it was a, a good work by getting into the seven-on-seven seven and even putting the pads on. Uh, the full par- participant yesterday – was a great sign, but we got to see what he feels like. Because if he's feeling today not not too up for the the task, then you may see a, at least a, a bit of a pushback. But I think he's ready to go on Monday, and I think they'll have him on a bit of a pitch count. But I, I still expect him to be effective because teams have to respect what he brings to the table as a deep threat, and that's something that I think can open up this this offense for the Cowboys. What can this defense do against this Giants offense? This defense can do a lot, and the Giants, much like the the Bengals, have their struggles on the offensive line at the tackle position. Uh, you've got a rookie and Evan Neal out there. You've got a couple guys that have rotated in and haven't necessarily been uh, extremely stout on the offensive line for New York, even though they are 2-0. and I think you're going to see a lot of pressure off the edge from guys like Micah Parsons, Dorrance Armstrong, Demarcus Lawrence, um, kind of like how you saw against Cincinnati. If they can continue to put pressure on Daniel Jones, he's going to turn the football over. They did it to Joe Burrow. Burrow did a better job in week two than he did in week one of keeping the football in hand. However, Daniel Jones is turnover prone. We've seen it. The Cowboys forced seven turnovers against this Giants team last year, six of which were at the hands of Daniel Jones. So I I think if they can get after him, put pressure on him, that pressure is going to result in turnovers. It's going to result in extra pressure. Uh, or extra possessions, rather, for your offense to try and get on the board. Is Jason Peters ready? And if so, does he play uh, on Monday night? Yeah, I think he's a different story. I think he's still ramping up. Uh, It's a little bit different for a guy that, not coming off of injuries, but he is a 41-year-old offensive tackle in the NFL. It's not an easy thing to do to get off your couch and without a training camp just go right back into play. This is the third week in which he's in the building so I think there's a chance that he's at least in the conversation to be active. I don't think I would put anything on it, uh, put any stock into uh, him being on the active roster come Monday night. But I think week four is a realistic possibility. Matt Farniok at left guard has done a serviceable job. He, he's definitely come in and he's fought. He's grinded. He's gotten better. It seems so since he came in and filled in for Connor McGovern at the left guard spot but he has given up an NFL high 12 pressures, according to pro football focus. So there has been some lapses in his game. And if Jason Peters comes back, he may not come back at the tackle spot. He may play that left guard position uh, and, and really beef up the left side of that offensive line to help out Tyler Smith, help out Tyler Biotish at center and kind of go from there moving forward. Kyle, does it feel like that everybody's holding their collective breath every time that he goes back to return a kick, waiting on that Turpin shoot a drop? <laughs> in a good way or a bad way Ward? in a good way i mean i think i think he brings that much electric to it that everybody's kind of waiting on that big moment from him yeah i think it's uh it, it's not necessarily i i loved watching him and honestly get to know the guy in training camp too I, he's a good dude he's got the right mindset with this all he he's gone from the the fan-controlled league to 
the to the European League, and then he's back with the USFL. He wins that MVP, and now he's in the NFL. He's he's taken a moment, at least through the the early parts of the season, to kind of soak it all in. Especially that game against the Chargers, where he had the couple return touchdowns. That was awesome for him, and it was a, a career and life moment for him. But he's got a long way to go, and he knows it. He's been working with John Fossil. Uh, he's been working with the offensive staff and Coach Prince at the wide receiver coach. And uh, he's done a really good job, I think, of trying to elevate his game, even from what it was in the preseason, because he knows these aren't preseason-type football players that are chasing him down on special teams now. These are the guys that are going to have to, to – they're that are making a living. They're, they're trying to stay on a roster. So I, I think Turpin's excited – uh, everybody's excited to watch him play, but it's the behind the scenes that really has impressed me with him. They're on the road. They got a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's a divisional game. Do they win the game? I think they do. I, I think this defense does enough to get the job done to, to at least give your, your offense one or two more opportunities. And I think that's all they're going to need. If they, if they take care of the football I think they're going to have to establish the run. Cincinnati, or excuse me, uh, Carolina and Tennessee, the two teams that the Giants have played, have been able to run the football. Dallas is going to have to run the ball on the road to try and take the crowd out of it. They're going to be excited. They're 2-0 and for the first time, I think, since 2016 or 2009, something like that, one of those years, uh, not recently. Uh, so I think there's going to be some excitement in the Meadowlands and a chance to maybe try and upset your, your divisional rival that's owned you in nine of the last ten meetings. But I think they do get that win, and they do so by taking care of the Rock and running it effectively. All right, Kyle, where can we see you this weekend? What do you got going? Yep, pregame, postgame on DallasCowboys.com and uh, also on the YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter account. We get started at 6 o'clock, we'll go from 6 to 7. And then afterwards, you can catch us on Cowboys game night on Valley Sports Southwest down there in the Waco market. And that one also streamed online on DallasCowboys.com and all those various streaming services. So a lot of online work coming up on Monday. And, and then we'll be back on Tuesday with Talking Cowboys in the morning to break it all down. Sounds like a winner. Hey, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Kyle Yeomans from the uh, Cowboy Broadcast Team. It's 844, 16 away from 9. We are uh, brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership. It's the Emory family. And uh, they've been uh, they've been conducting business for four generations now. And and now at the helm is, is Braden. I mean, he uh, he takes over for John and and he's uh, he's got the he's got the thing under control. And, you know, of course, they're making the big move. And I think I, mean, I think they're, I mean, we've told you this several times, but I, I really do believe that it's just a matter of days now for them to make that move over uh, next to Busby Feet on Loop 340. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers. Uh, they they carry all sizes of pipe from one-half inch to 24 inches. They uh, they can help you if you're, uh, you're going to build a barnuminium and you, you need a contractor and don't know which direction to go. They'll be more than happy to help you and guide you and, and give you some advice there as well. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has a location down in Bryan. They've also got... The uh, location still going at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane here in Waco. They're open 730 until 5, Monday through Friday. They'll be open tomorrow, uh, 8 until noon. And you can always check them out at pioneerboys.com. 
The Robinson Coaches Show, brought to you by Brazos Golf and Battery Center, Frontier Waste Solutions, Rocket Cafe, and Triple S Sports. Coach, coming off a 49-21 loss to Fairfield last week, this is a game where your team on the offensive side of the ball, you were able to move the ball, but just weren't quite able to finish drives. And on the defensive side of the ball, you gave up some big plays to Fairfield. Yeah, we did. We just, one of those things where we felt like we, we got ourselves almost in the right spot and we just, uh, we just didn't make the play or we, um, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot when we got there. And, you know, it, it's just one of those, one of those frustrating games where you can see all sorts of stuff happening and things just don't go quite right for you. Now you continue non-district play tonight on the road against Hillsborough. Talk a little bit about this Hillsborough team and what they try to do on both sides of the ball. Yeah, so uh, Hillsborough's got a, um, they got some kids that are pretty physical up front um, on their D line. Got some kids that can move around in the back end. They're an even front. Um, like I said, really get after you with a couple of those kids up front. They got a, they got a couple that can go. Um, they do play quite a few kids both ways. Uh, little linebacker, he's a He's he's a little undersized, but man, he doesn't play like it. He's he's athletic as can be. He plays some running back on offense as well. Um, you go to the offensive side with them, and they they like to put out they like to put out some three receiver sets with some uh, some H backs from running back in the game. Like I said, one of those linebackers is a running back, a uh, big physical quarterback. He's about he's about six, I don't know, probably six two, six three, over two hundred pounds, and uh, they line him up every now and then at that H back and do some wildcat stuff as well. So they've they've got some uh, they've got some athletes at some skill positions, and I feel like watching film and and seeing their progression, they've really they've really kind of caught stride and started growing a little bit within their system. So they've done a uh, they've done a good job over there. ESPN Central Texas. Make your trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. Great food and a hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special, two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns, and the Rocket Breakfast Burritos, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. And daily lunch specials include free dessert. And check out the Rocket Burgers with their one-third pound fresh, never-frozen patties. Rocket Cafe is only open Friday nights for home games, and that night features their famous all-you-can-eat catfish special, a Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Brazos Golf and Battery is locally owned battery sales specialist in Robinson. They carry new and refurbished auto, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries. And at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery check? Visit Tommy. He'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on Highway 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google Brazos Golf and Battery. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs. 
with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The University Trojans won their district opener last night, 49-16 over Colleen Chaparral. Tonight, Temple visits Bryan. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. And Waco High host Lake Belton. You can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. West Virginia picked up a much-needed non-conference win over Virginia Tech, 33-10. Tomorrow, Baylor visits Iowa State, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Week three of the NFL season got underway last night with the Cleveland win over Pittsburgh, 29-17. Corey Seager's eighth-inning two-run homer lifted the Rangers to a 5-3 win over the Angels. Cleveland comes to Arlington for the weekend, and you can hear tonight's game on Cool 101.3 FM. The Astros were denied win number 100 by the Orioles 2-0. That four-game series continues tonight in Baltimore. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, day 50, 10 away from 9. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Did you guys see where the Pac-12 sent a letter to the University of California Board of Regents in an attempt to overturn UCLA's decision to leave for the Big Ten? I mean, is is that is that the Pac-12 doing their due diligence? Is that the Pac-12 being desperate? I I don't know. It could be a little bit of both. They're, they're talking about how much money it would cost. Uh, Again, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. No. It's the done deal. They're talking about cost to join the Big Ten, travel costs. They're talking about uh, mental health of their athletes. Uh, the, 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 the penalty you're putting on the parents of the athlete for having to travel to the Midwest every, every, every other week. All kinds of stuff. I uh, mean. I, okay. They're, they're reaching, right? I think. Yeah, I agree. I think. I mean, and I didn't know anybody looking at the attendance. I didn't think anybody cared where UCLA played. I mean, you know, there's 12 people in the stands. Yeah, they need to move them to one of the high school stadiums. <laughs> Get out of there. They're 26 miles from their campus. Uh, Figure it out. You know, anyway. I, I just I saw that I saw you know the the Pac-12 commissioner, uh, Kliavkov. Oh yeah, oh, oh George, he uh, he sends a letter, and and I'm like, okay, it's what is he doing? Is he fighting for yeah, UCLA? I don't, I don't know. Why do you fight <laughs> for know. UCLA? So, I don't know. Anyway, all right. Well, he uh, wants to as as you always point out. I guess he wants to keep that market. He does, or a portion of it. I, I think for their TV, their TV package that they're negotiating. I think they have to have the Los Angeles TV market. And look, they can't tell USC what to do. It's a private school and they're gone. But UCLA is a state school and, and he's, you know, he can't tell them what to do. either. I, I don't think he can either. I, I, I don't think anything comes of this. And, uh, we'll, no, we'll see. zero. Yeah. I, I agree with you. All zero. Right. 850, I, I, but I saw that. I, I wanted to talk about that. Uh, let's see. What what else? Uh, did you see where yours is going to travel to Lubbock? And he is going to dress. Doesn't mean he's going to play. Yeah. Well, it's but a step doesn't in mean the right, he's not going to play. Step in the right direction yeah. for him. I mean, 
you know, working the the Texas game on the soundboard here at the station, where it's played on Star. You know, he was a full participant in the pregame warmups last week. He was fully suited and fully going through warmups too. So they've they probably they might have had him prepared to play last week if they needed to. But well, and if nothing else, it's gamemanship. It yeah. is. They, they got room for him, and that means you have to prepare for him if you know he's in. That's, he's, that's he's exactly right. Uh-huh. If you're Texas Tech, you, you, you know you you can't circle one name and go, "This is the guy that's going to play Saturday," because you don't know. And right. and, and you're right; it, it's total gamesmanship. So uh, that'll be good. All right, uh, we we mentioned West Virginia won last night, and that's a nice win for them. Let's uh, let's just kind of dance around here. Let's uh, who do you like, Duke or Kansas? I like Kansas at home. Yeah, I do too. Four and Oak. Good grief! How about that? <laughs> if KU wins, they're four and zero. How about and one and zero in the conference? How about that? When's the last time that happened? Never. I, yeah. <laughs> when leather helmets. When Gail Sayers was playing for them. <laughs> who who wins the crockpot or or the skillet or whatever they play for? I'm gonna say TCU takes it. I'm gonna go with SMU. I like the ponies. I like the ponies at home. Uh, okay, let's go to let's go to uh, Kansas State. I like Gillespie de- defense better. Do you? Yeah, I I think we all agree Oklahoma beats Kansas State, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Handily. Right. Yeah. By the end of the first quarter. Texas or Texas Tech? Guns up, baby. I'll take the horns. You know what? I'm going Texas Tech as well at home. I am. Uh, and finally, Bears or Iowa State, and I'm on the fence on this one. Whoo. I am too. Flip a coin. I'll, they look so I'll, much alike. I'll give, I'll give Iowa State the nod because they're at home. That's a tough one. I'll, I'll take the Bears though. I, I think, I think they can. You know what? Pull this one out. I, I think they got to figure out how to, to how to win on the road, and I'd rather start here than in Norman or someplace or Austin. So, I'm a. I'll take Baylor at home. I mean, Baylor on the road. Let's let's okay. just see. Let's just see how it goes. All right, we got to go. Uh, you're headed to Brian for the Temple broadcast. Yes, I'm it's seven o'clock pregame, seven thirty kickoff over on Fox. I'll be here uh, at Waco ISD tonight for the uh, Lake Belton Waco matchup. So there you go. And then of course our scoreboard show right here on ESPN Central Texas tonight around ten thirty. Hey, thanks for uh, being part of the program. John's up at three. Matt's at four. We'll see you Monday right here on ESPN Central Texas.